1: hello again everyone i'm matt davis adams coming to you not live from the parts unknown studio in downtown parts unknown over the last eight months we've been watching every single wrestlemania and then talking about them in our studio these discussions have then been trimmed down into a listenable chunk and distributed as podcasts very much like the one you're hearing now we've done it it's over the last speck of dust has found its resting place so what next don't know mate give us a minute eh For now though, we're signing off with a once ever parts unknown best of show. We've got various categories to discuss. Carl notched up a top-notch spread (laughs) We've got various categories to discuss. Carl knocked up a top-notch spreadsheet, which we spreadsheet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A A really good spreadsheet. spreadsheet,
1: We've got various categories to discuss. Carl did a spreadsheet, which we've all filled in, and now we get to share the contents of that with you. Before that, the formalities. Here's the panel that have all received an honorary Masters in WrestleMania achieved over the past not quite a year. First, I've already said his name, but I've no problem in saying it again. In full this time, writer, broadcaster, beefcake hater, the rated R superstar, Carl Anker. Excelsior. Next, she's been a beacon of sense in a world of gibberish. Author, doctor, moral arbiter, the great one, Dr. Carrie <laughs> Hello. Alongside Carrie from Sky Sports News. If you've got a metaphor, he'll make it dirty. Hillbilly, Anton Toluic. Hello there. And finally, we quite literally couldn't have done this show without him. He signs our checks, books our angles, and twiddles the knobs. And seeing as he's enjoyed and endured these shows with us, we're bringing him out of retirement for one final, yeah, right, run. 50% Terry Funk, 50% Vince McMahon, 100% Mr. WrestleMania. It's only producer Ben Green.
3: Top-notch presenting, Matthew.
1: Lots of different categories. We'll start with the greatest man of all time or goat man as you've shortened it to um as soon as you made the spreadsheet. Carl, who did you go for?
2: I'm gonna change my mind. <gasps> it's Triple H.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? The sanctity of the
4: spreadsheet and you've thrown it out.
2: Triple H from WrestleMania the, thirteen. The greatest of all time. From WrestleMania thirteen to WrestleMania thirty four. He's there. Rarely has a dud match, makes the rest as you care about matter, cuts great promos, understands what WrestleMania is, which is a Bizarre pocket universe of wrestling that is out of this
4: world and nonsense. But then we've criticised him for hogging the main event stage for too long, for his matches being too long, for him being booked in the main fuse when others could have had a chance. I know
2: Mike abber is so I know I know flastic and yet and yet in the WrestleMania where he was injured, I missed him. Carrie, looking at the spreadsheet, you picked the
5: right answer. Which was it? Kurt Angle. Um, yeah, I think going back. Over the past WrestleManias, seeing Kurt's exceptional body of work, seeing uh, his progression and development, and the fact that he just gets pro wrestling and is just brilliant. And I don't understand how he's... I was going to say overlooked. Obviously, he's not overlooked, but he's not been out there in the pantheons of great... WrestleMania performance and he should be. So as I've said on the spreadsheet, which is should which have is, been binding. Should have been binding. <laughs> um I'm gonna call him Mestal WrestleMania from now on. In your face, Sean Michaels. Uh
1: Anton, you went for the same person but you've put only just over HBK.
4: Yeah, I think it was really tough. And I went back and watched a few matches because of this and you forget that there's the ladder match at ten with Razor Ramon as well, and you've obviously got the flair and the taker and HBK was in so many good good matches but Angle made a what seemed like a match you didn't care about spectacular and i think that's the difference for me i can get hyped behind a big match put a ladder in a room i'm going to i'm i'm going to not in life just in a, in a ring sorry <laughs> and i'll and i'll watch it and i'll be excited but
1: angle just made everything better I went for Angle as well, um, and because he had brilliant matches, that one against Sean, I'm sure we're going to talk about that later, but also because of his total package, comedic chops. Um, 17 when he comes to the ring, lose the freaking cowboy hats, people, you're not seven years old. When he asks for some security to protect him from women, children and dogs, dogs really like me, um, just amazing. PB, you uh, went for Shawn Michaels.
3: He's an utter shitbag, but I really do believe that he is the best in ring performer. Uh, his his body of work is phenomenal. Though, you know, from from the ladder match with Razor Ramon to the double header he does with Undertaker, which is
1: like fifteen years after what you spoke about, which speaks to his longevity, I suppose.
3: Exactly. And in terms of narrative, his whole story arc with with Bret Hart and everything that goes on behind the scenes, that match with Stone Cold at fourteen, where he can he's got a severely broken back or you know broken smile or whatever he's in a lot of trouble but he's so good at everything he does and i don't like him you know i never like the chaps i never like the theme song i never like the whole sexy boy thing but i do like a bit of in-ring product M- much more than i like a storyline
1: okay there's credence to your opinion uh, and i respect it i can't say the same about who you've chosen for goat woman uh, it says on my spreadsheet and this must be an error Lita is the greatest woman of all time in WrestleMania history, according to you.
3: Oh, I just had a real thing for Lita as a teenager.
1: Okay, so it's it, it's flippant rather than uh, legitimate. Yes, that sums up your attitude to women's wrestling. Some would say emotional slash hormonal.
0: We're going
1: there, I think. Uh, Anton, you went for a very recent edition and somebody who I considered actually, um, but but then thought maybe she hadn't been around long enough. Make, make your case for Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I thought this might be a bit unpopular, but there's no no one has
4: ever been in better matches at WrestleMania than Charlotte Flair. Like the, she has been and, and made every match she's been in better because of her presence. And so, you know, I'm not, she wouldn't have been where she was if it wasn't for the wonderful sort of women that fought really hard to, to even just get women on the bill. But Flair in the ring is phenomenal. Her matches have been great. The match against Oscar at the last WrestleMania is, is better watching it second or third time around. It's, yeah, I just, I just think she's, she is the pinnacle of what sort of women at WrestleMania and
2: that's should be, something that should be celebrated.
1: Um, Carl, Carrie and I all went for Sensational Sherry.
2: Carl, why did you choose her? She makes everything she's involved in better. She is visually arresting in a way that I cannot quite describe and in a way that you... The only person that ever comes close to being visually arresting in a similar way is China when she was doing the bodyguard role she's got just a great way of getting from point a to point b in matches that you care about and she is involved in some of the better wrestling storylines of the era she's involved in yeah she's phenomenal charlotte flair will probably be the goat woman by the time she finishes her career but for now it's sherry's crown um carrie must have been
1: difficult for you to choose between sherry and china i guess
5: yeah i thought about this quite a lot probably more than i should have done um I went for Sherry because um, m- much of the same things that uh, Carl was just saying the fact that um, her charisma just draws the eye and draws the attention and even when she's not the focus of a story, she's always adding something to it um in terms of kind of importance, maybe China's kind of up there, but I think in terms of i don't know longevity and also um, al- also her versatility, I suppose as. Is- because she does all sorts of things in different storylines, which China doesn't necessarily do. Yeah, went with Sherry.
1: Okay, next up, biggest disappointment. I'll go first here. Um, really easy decision for me, this Rowdy Roddy Piper. I thought he was uh, a, a legend, somebody to be looked up to. Turns out he's just a silly old racist and homophobe. Um, Producer Ben, you've gone down the slightly more obvious WrestleMania 9-themed route.
3: Oh, yeah, Giant Gonzalez. What a disappointment. Brought in as an as an Uber heel, an absolute monster, could barely walk. It was such a bad match against Undertaker. And he nearly beat he nearly ruined the streak before it began. You know, a DQ finish. Yeah. Giant Gonzalez and we're gonna get onto worse ring attire later on. I mean, I should have included him in that one as well. Poor old giant Gonzalez.
1: Once again, Carrie and Carl. Uh, thinking along the same lines here. Carrie, um, Carl has has spoiled the sanctity of the spreadsheet to some extent, but but (laughs) you've really gone after my heart in the way that you've chosen John Cena, but um, suffixed it with always shite, which I think Always
5: shite, yes. I mean, again, I get with Cena that he does all, all his lovely good work for charity, and, you know, he's Vince's company man. But, God above, his WrestleMania stuff... That is not an impressive body of work, is it? He's, yeah, just, no. no a rude awakening either. for
2: you, Carl, wasn't it? It truly was. Hey. My, my, as I will mention a lot about the things I like about wrestling are the people that make the things you care about matter more. And John Cena diminishes everything. He, he constantly undermines it with his hokey, ironic, this is kind of stupid. He's meant to be a heroic hero for everyone and acts like a dick constantly. He's in ring style. He doesn't particularly have a great WrestleMania match until WrestleMania thirty one against Rusev. Uh, what? Wh- why am I supposed to care about John Cena? Which is sad because I have I only started really watching wrestling properly from thirty one onwards. When I, you know, when he went on that US title open challenge thing and, and finally got the good opponents he was supposed to. But yeah, going backwards, he's just get, he just gets worse and worse and worse and more dickish and more snarky, uh, and yeah, I'm not going to watch the Bumblebee movie when it comes out. (laughs) Um, Anton, you gave a dishonourable mention uh, to my man Piper,
1: but you, you plumped for somebody who's seen a buried at a WrestleMania. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. I think
4: he's never really come back from that. And I remember the first few shows we did, it was all, what do you do with Bray Wyatt? What a waste of talent Bray Wyatt is. And it was that great opportunity that WWE had to have this kind of ethereal kind of character again and they ruined it with bad booking they ruined it with just not knowing how to de- develop him and he hasn't probably sort of shown what he can do himself so yeah i'd, I'd say personally when he came along there was an emotional connection because he was something completely different and spoken in a different way and looks sort of you know like i said like a angry hipster butcher but and then pff, nothing and then he ended up in drag you Know in 2017,
3: so he's he's three and I at WrestleMania, isn't he? Or oh, and, more. Oh, and three. oh, and three, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. He's, he's he's got the anti streak, it's, <laughs>
2: it's an impressive one. So, what you lose to Cena, then you lose to Undertaker, and you're like, oh, okay, this will be oh, and yeah, it's done. And he, he's he, won, yeah. he went uh, as I said earlier, he went from possibly the next Undertaker to being the next Papa Shango. and no yeah. one wants to be Papa Shango, not even Papa Shango. <laughs>
1: Um, biggest surprise I like this category because we've all interpreted, in, in a, interpreted it in a slightly different way Ben I, I, there's no font for sarcasm nor emojis but you've gone for how the McMahons have been the story for 25 years um, is that really a surprise given that, that they're the constant that can be relied upon so I think they always the, back themselves
3: I think the nuance here is to the extent that they have dominated the storyline narrative in so many WrestleManias so we saw you know, watching things backwards we saw identical finishes in the main event where Vince comes out, shouts a lot, gets a chair, hits someone, someone turns heel. That ridiculous four way with a McMahon in every corner. <laughs> Vince versus Donald Trump. Yes, it's it's really about the extent that they're that they're there. And they're gonna be there forever and ever. And it's a bit it's a bit sad. They take away the limelight from the, the actual performers. Um, Carrie, you
1: went for a couple of um, wrestlers who maybe exceeded your expectations, is my interpretation of your answer.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So I went with um, Sable on the women's side, who I always kind of thought as a kind of very pretty face and not much else. But she can go and she works really hard. And yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by her. And Batista for the men. I love Batista. We love that
1: little run of Batista matches, we didn't Batista. we?
5: Batista, yeah, he's one of my new, new favourites. I've got a new wrestling figure, and it is Batista. He's on my shelf next to the shield.
1: <laughs> Speaking of um, people who who we've fallen in love with, Anton, that's very much the case for you and Rick Rude, isn't Rick, it? Rick Rude, wow, what a man! What I and mean, just this
4: sort of arresting and. Visually stunning, sculpted tights with the you know, intercontinental belt, or his opponent, or whoever else sort of sprayed onto them, and and yeah, he was actually really good in the ring as well, which I think gets like kind of forgotten or lost. Is one of those sorts of people you don't really talk about, or if you do, it may be in in WWF terms, it may well be as the uh, the insurance policy in the uh, in the first degeneration X. So, man, the guy the guy was a good looking cool current kind of wrestler at a time when it really needed something fresh uh and yeah there's the guy had a kind of perm and yet was was still an attractive man and that is difficult to pull off.
3: <laughs> I, I think one of the best wrestling moustaches we've ever seen as well
1: yeah yeah, yep. yeah true fair um carl the biggest surprise of the spreadsheet was your answer to the question biggest surprise tell us about it
2: i wrote down jazz um purely well, i watched the the match at Wrestlemania 19 with Jazz and Victoria and was shocked at how good it was and I shouldn't have been but the story that WWE likes to tell about women's wrestling was we had the Attitude Era then we disrespected women's wrestling and it stopped existing and then the women's Revolution happened and he's like no there were a number of good talented women's wrestlers in there before it before the diva era began that did fantastic hard work and, and could hit fantastic moves that you just completely erased so it was a surprise seeing that in, in, in 2003 especially Vic- Jazz and Victoria who has an amazing moonsault that no one talks about because it doesn't fit the narrative WWE is currently telling about how they're a progressive forward thinking company
1: Um, I went for the very, very obvious answer, as is my want, uh, of Brock conquering the streak, just because that was genuinely a massive surprise and because I still smile at the thought of Paul Heyman sliding into the ring going, Oh my God, what did you do? Um, One of my favourite WrestleMania moments ever, that. (laughs) Um, I can't believe this isn't a clean sweep. Most overrated performer or body of work? Obviously, I went for John Cena. Uh, No one else did. They're a hat trick of Undertakers, Carrie, Anton, and Carl. Um, somebody tell me how those two matches against Sean are overrated? But, because he's there for so long, and it's
4: this—it's this streak that we all talk about—that's complete rubbish. He wins one by claw foot with, and it's just uh, Sid vicious. All I need to say is Sid vicious done. Right, drops Mike, walks off. Like, <laughs> he's. They're, the matches are all the same and it's so you've you said Cena but then I don't think Cena is seen like people will look back at his matches against The Rock for example and they were just sort of just two popular guys going at it no one ever says what an amazing match. no one ever looks at Cena's body work and go oh wow what how, how wonderful but with The Undertaker it's this huge legacy it's this it's this thing that everyone still talks about today the streak everyone still brings up his record even after the two defeats and watching them and we were saying we were bored by seeing the undertaker matches you know halfway through the, the program never mind sort of towards the end so that's why i think because we put the undertaker on such a pedestal for me that was why it was a
1: big disappointment um Shawn michaels x2 edge batista cm
2: punk surely that's enough to make a good streak nope not when your streak is over 20 matches when when what, your hit rate is your hit rate is not high enough I'm stunned, Carrie. It's not. Y- y- no, you're with these guys. Yeah,
5: the boys are absolutely right. I mean, the category we have said is most overrated performer or body of work, and I think we're saying the body of work, certainly. We've got this streak that we're being told is impressive and amazing, and you know, you've picked Brock breaking the streak as uh, as um, as the, as your biggest surprise. So it's supposed to be a huge major thing, and this body of work is not that great. It's a it's a handful of very good matches and a lot of very very formulaic. Boring by the numbers matches.
1: It's a hot wrestling potato, Ben. Where where do you stand on it? You can't stand on a potato, but you know be. what I mean? Are you jacket, are you chip, are you crisp? Do you think the Undertaker at WrestleMania is an over overrated thing?
3: I think it's getting sadder and sadder watching Undertaker come into it's WrestleMania and it was quite underwhelming to start with. It picks up a little bit in the middle, but he's 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 thrown with a load of shit wrestlers as well. That he has to get the best out of. And uh, it's telling when, you know, when he goes up against Sean and when he goes up against Punk, they get an excellent match out of him.
1: You didn't go for Undertaker, though. You you went for Hogan and Warrior.
3: Yeah, mostly Hogan. But growing up, I was uh, a Warrior kid. And why, why is that so surprising?
2: Because you're nothing. You're quite calm and reserved and, 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 <laughs> and well adjusted. I wouldn't expect you to be like, yeah, what?
0: Yeah.
2: And you've not got a lot of sort of
3: racial and and, and you know, sexuality. Well they kept that they kept that away from my nine and ten year old self. True. But yeah, Warrior sort of watching Warrior is sort of watching my childhood disintegrate, realising how crappy is in in Ring. And yeah, I never really liked Hogan growing up, but seeing all of his matches again and knowing what a terrible human being in real life, he is and also in the ring, and how he lives for kayfabe. But just how he won't do the favors for everyone. How he he has to be in the last shot, no matter if he wins or loses. When he um, when when Warrior beats him, he has to hand him the title. Everything he stands for. Um, he's he's a terrible hero. He's a terrible babyface because he cheats and he and he whines and he's he's dreadful. And he's he's also terrible in the ring.
1: Your mate's with Triple H, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, OK. My it, mate Paul, yeah. yeah. This this portion of the uh, review show sponsored by. Um, we'll whip through a couple of categories here as we as we move on. Most sports entertainment matches. So just, just tell me the match. We don't need to hear much about it. Carrie, what did you go for?
5: I went for main event at the first WrestleMania. Moment. That
1: is a great shout, as we spoke about last week. Um, ben, you went right the other end of the scale.
3: Yeah, I went for recency biases, uh, Ronda Rousey's <laughs> <laughs> debut alongside Kurt. Uh, versus Triple H and Mrs. Triple H, Steph. Um, expectations with this match were so low, but uh, it was really probably the standout match of uh, WrestleMania 34. And it had you mate Paul shouting Spinebuster.
1: Anton, your, your
4: selection amused me. I, I think about this match about once, maybe twice a week. It's the hardcore championship match from WrestleMania 17 between Kane, Big Show and Raven. Because it's absolute madness and wonderful and someone gets run over and
1: someone gets put through a window and it's just so much fun. Uh, Carl, I don't really understand yours, so you
2: have to explain it. Uh, yeah, that's wrong. It's, um, <laughs> it says L-O-D-V, Legion of Doom. It's, it's Legion of Doom versus Nation of Domination. Because it's the match that has everything, including the kitchen sink.
1: Nice. Yes, I remember that. I went for the Battle of the Billionaires. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. Because that is very sports entertainment Most impactful commentary moment, good or bad? Um, I went with JR at 17 at the end, Stone Cold shaking hands with Satan himself because I feel like Jim probably believed that that was what was happening. Um, have we all gone JR? Pretty much, I think here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from apart from Anton, yours was. I've gone uh, Seth
4: Rollins with the Heist of the Century from WrestleMania 31 because when you think about that match, it is known as the Heist of the Century. It is that's what it was. And I'm laughing at your honourable mention. Oh, honourable mention for <laughs> <laughs> there goes the snaffle at WrestleMania 17 <laughs> during the. Uh, ch- I mean, it was Diet Peach, wasn't it, Matt? Mm-hmm. Uh, during the uh, WrestleMania ha- Hardcore match at 17, um, Carrie.
5: WrestleMania um, 22, um, JR telling Lawler that Mickie James is too old for him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, ben, you got a good one here. Yeah, it's just uh, JR the whole match uh, going through uh, Brett, Brett versus Austin, one of my favourite, favourite matches of all time. But also Vince's apology for we don't like to see blood in the, in the, <laughs> the WWF
2: at all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think Carl's actually won, though. The Austin era has begun, which, in terms of how we've entered a new paradigm. JR was great, wasn't he? JR is great.
1: Best bumper in the business is the next category. Uh, Three of us, that being me, Ben and Anton went for HBK. I think we've kind of spoken about him and why that would be the case. Carl and Carrie, I mean, it's like there's one wrestling mind working here, um, have both gone for Mr. Perfect. Now, I said, and maybe this is similar to our Undertaker discussion, I think that the Mr. Perfect thing, certainly WrestleMania wise, has been a myth because I haven't seen him have a, well, maybe one good match against Owen. Why'd you pick ask, him then, Carrie?
5: You're not asking that. You're asking who's the best bumper. Yeah, okay, but I didn't bumps see. I... And bumps and bumps. Does and... he not just
1: do it ridiculously to the point where it becomes unbelievable?
5: I don't think so. I think what he does is he's working very hard to make the matches that he gets put in look better than they are otherwise going to be. So he has to put that work in and bump that hard to try and make it look like it's an actual viable match.
1: Is it, is it his selflessness that, that
2: draws you to him, Carl, in that respect? He's always trying to get his opponent over? Yes. So there's a difference between bumping and selling. So bumping is just you know throwing yourself about the ring. So... Uh, Right now in WWE, Dolph Ziggler is probably the best bumper. The best seller is Sami Zayn because he's got like jelly legs and you genuinely think he's concussed. And and, uh, it is perfect because perfect is bumping his way to get the best out of his opponent. And one thing I love about wrestling, when no one goes like this, because, because the best wrestlers of all time are Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels and whatnot, and they are all the best bumpers. Wrestling is a profession where you cannot be good at it unless you are willing to make your opponent look good
1: the next category is the WTF moment of the 90s as regards race um, yeah it's a clean sweep I think we know who it's going to be um, damn I was just Carrie, Roddy Piper I mean he was supposed to be a hero He's he was I know. he did some really bad things
5: he did do some really bad things and I don't know I, again we've talked about this over the previous weeks and yes it was a certain era and the context but even so, a lot of it is, I would say, is too far, even for the cultural context in which it was in. I mean, I, I've put the blacking up moment as as, as, as the most horrendous, but there are several moments you could choose and all of them would be justified.
1: Yeah, and as you mentioned, Carl, the other week, it's almost subtle by his standards, digs at Mr T, even.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I would like to mention the only reason triple h versus booker t isn't here is because that happened in 2003 because that is also highly egregious our
1: friends at beer 52 are such marks for you out there in the parts unknown universe that they want to give you some free beer and not just any beer craft beer and not just any craft beer a case of craft beer for free beer 52 is the largest craft beer club on the planet they search out exclusive small-batch craft beers from the world's greatest breweries and bring them back for their members. Take, for example, their Great British Road Trip selection, featuring amazing brews like Fierce's Moose 4.5% Chocolate Mill Stout. Ooh,
2: yeah.
1: I still can't do the accent, sorry. The Easy Peeler Citrus Session IPA from London's Four Pure. Believe that and Black Isle's GoldenEye 7% West Coast-style IPA. Give me a hell yeah. If that sounds like your type of gimmick, sign up now at beer52.com slash partsunknown and you'll get eight spectacular craft beers, some delicious bar snacks, and Beer 52's award-winning magazine, Ferment. All you have to do is pay $2.95 for delivery. And if you decide that after this free taster that the club isn't for you, there's no catch, no heel turn, no stips, you can leave Beer 52 at any time. Just head to beer52.com slash partsunknown and enter the offer code partsunknown to claim your free case today. Oh, yeah. Um, Next up, the WTF moment as regards gender in the 90s. I went for Jerry Lawler's just brutal sexism and objectification of women. Take your pick; any WrestleMania is involved in doesn't have to be the nineties. Ben, um, you went for Pimpinade Easy, yeah, but neither is uh, rapping about it in public, <laughs> uh, or certainly not easy to be enthused by if uh, a man Iced Tea is anything to go by.
3: No, that whole entrance—I forget which Mania it was. Two thousand, possibly. Pimpinade Easy, man. Yeah, I remember. Our, our WhatsApp group we, we all watched it at various stages with the same message and it was yeah it was it's it was incomprehensible <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad and so wrong um, I'm pleased wrestling's changed an awful lot and the
1: <laughs> WWE as well um, Carrie I mean lots to go out here but oh, yeah, you plenty. picked a good one
5: yeah I've gone for the uh, Playboy Bunny Mania at Wrestlemania 24 with an honourable mention to the pillow fight two years previously and I think I'm flagging these up again just because, again, it's context. And Carl was mentioning there were plenty of great women wrestlers trying to get noticed at, at this point. And these are the matches that get given the time at the big showcase event. And, yeah, it's just terrible.
1: Carl, yours was along similar lines. I know I'm going to, you know,
2: contradict myself. I know it's 22 and not in the 90s, but it's the middle It's the middle light match. You just watch that going.
1: How much money did Miller Lite give
2: you? Because it wasn't worth it. It also has that, as I said before, watching that in my late 20s now, knowing that when I was 14, 15, I didn't have access to the internet or smart mags, that would have been my porn. And that's Vince going, here you are, kid, have fun, figure out puberty. I'm like, oh, God. Um, I've had unknown effects on the world of entertainment for years, haven't I? Yeah, still did it, didn't you? Still did it.
1: Uh, <laughs> Anton, you, you went for, for something sort of along those lines, actually. Yeah, it's very much. It was
4: Stacy Keebler admitting in the WrestleMania 18 Access video that there was a bust of her legs and ass on display and that fans were having fun around it. So basically, you, know, you can see them sort of photos and slapping it and that kind of thing. So basically, she's admitting their fingering, humping and jizzing in their wife fronts while they actually touch something that replicates her exact specifications
1: of her body parts. That is the perfect time for us to take a break. The part Unknown WrestleMania Awards will continue next.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass
1: Welcome back to the Parts Unknown Wrestlemania award show. We've watched all 34 episodes, installments, editions of the granddaddy of them all, and now we're talking about the best and worst bits. Our next category, very much in the latter. Most ill-conceived storyline. Um, boring again, but I've gone for Piper blacking up. Ben, you've gone for my most sports entertainment-y match, the Battle of the Billionaires. Why, why did this uh, get your goat?
3: Because Donald Trump is now president... Of um, <laughs> America, and uh, he had far too much to do with WWE. Uh, generally, he yeah, it's Trump. Um, Anton,
4: yours was from WrestleMania 29. It was it was Alberto Del Rio and Zeb Colter's message of hatred and anybody that's from any different country uh, being uh, seen as a second class citizen, and not being allowed. And Jack class- Swagger and Zeb Colter. I'm sorry, oh, sorry, Jack Swagger against Alberto Del Rio. Mm. Sorry. Now,
2: considering who the president is. Is that ill-conceived or is that just a terrible bit of foresight?
4: I think it's ill-conceived because the year we were in, I mean, this isn't you know, a, how have we not moved on by 29? How have we not? We hadn't moved on in 2018. And, and as we said, as we said at the time, the reason I think it's ill-conceived because nobody actually said it was racist. True. It was just he had his opinion, and he's entitled to his opinion. And it was like, hang on a minute, why is nobody actually coming out and saying no? What he's saying is racist. That that then it
1: wouldn't have been an ill-conceived. But it would have actually been quite a good storyline if they just said that one word. Carrie and Carl, if we were grading this in school, you two would be seeing me after class and there would be accusations of um, copying one another. You what both you, went for the same one, what symbolic. You what you don't realise is Carl had his own opinions but then Carrie's always right. So she's she <laughs> <and> just... <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, we both went for Hanging of the Big Boss Man. Um, I don't know why Carl picked this, but I was sitting there thinking there are so many all-conceived storylines I could pick and I thought, which one makes me most uneasy to think about now? And it's that. And I just remember having watched and just being really disturbed by it immediately afterwards. I thought that has made me feel physically ill. So that's why I picked that.
1: Kind of a doubleheader, Carl, isn't it? Because it's a way that people still get killed these days, let alone then, and this guy
2: is actually dead. It's the fact that they know immediately, the moment it happens, the entire arena goes... And Cole (laughs) immediately goes, (laughs) Cole is immediately, is it symbolic? (laughs) Trying to cover it up. Because the moment it happens, the entire, everyone involved goes, that was a bad idea. Which, there have been many ill-conceived storylines in WWE. I don't think there's been one where they've immediately regretted it as boss man.
1: Alright, we'll move from that category to a nicer one. Most heartwarming moment, Carl. I'm going to stay with yours. Um, It's very sweet from WrestleMania
2: 19. Yes, it's when The Rock tells Stone Cold he loves him after... He defeats him at rock. Austin three. I, I I love wrestlers acknowledging their friends and they love each other.
1: Throwing El Hebner out of the way to do yeah, so as well. Yeah.
2: He does it three to four times like no, this is this is let me enjoy this one. It's it's a great sort of two cowboys enjoying the sunset.
1: Anton?
4: Uh, I went with China winning the women's championship at seventeen. I thought it was a lovely moment and she finally got sort of a spot for being, not just being sort of an enforcer or something just actually yeah you were damn good at wrestling and here you go um carrie yours is along similar
1: lines to carl's
5: yeah so seth uh saying thank you so much to roman when he was cashing in uh his money in the bank briefcase and yes you weren't supposed to hear it but the microphones did pick it up and yeah just a lovely shieldy moment
1: yours is quite sweet ben
3: yeah, it's the comeback for Bobby Heenan and Mean Gene doing the gimmick battle royal, which was otherwise horrifically bad. Um, but they're they're laughing the whole way through it. And um, there's some very sweet lines. And you know, again, it's it's people from my childhood being much older and wrinklier and and now deader. But but also, well, Gene's still
1: alive. Time of recording. Yes, also two of the non our favorite non-wrestling performers that we've we've discovered or rediscovered in some cases over the course of this
3: show definitely i think bobby heenan gets better the more and more you watch him uh, i don't think i don't think any of us were around the same age apart from you cole just disgustingly young um i don't think any of us would have appreciated him as sort of you know uh pre-teens teenagers at all so good on you bobby I went for
1: Daniel Bryan's return this year at 34 just because we didn't think we were going to see it. And, um, it meant that according to most doctors, his brain is not permanently damaged. And, um, just him, when he came out before he did his first, yes, he just had a good long look around the arena and, oh, I'm getting a bit emotional thinking about it now. It was really nice. Um, Saddest WrestleMania moment. This one's not great. Uh, Carrie, you and I sort of along the same lines. I went for Owen as the blue blazer, you said. Owen or anything with the Von Erics. Yes. Just did two of the biggest tragedies in what is a very, very tragic industry, more often than not.
5: Yeah, I mean, as wrestling fans, we get used to the people that we watch dying ridiculously early. And I think it's just the the way in which Owen Hart was lost and the Von Erich brothers were lost as well. It's... Yeah, just really sad to, to to just think about how their careers and lives were cut short, and yeah, seeing the WrestleMania now, thinking what might have been.
1: Carl and Anton's very similar. Anton, you went for Susan St. James telling the world at Mania two, as we spoke about um, the other week, that their Savage and Elizabeth's relationship wasn't right. Um, and Carl, you went for them reuniting uh, later on in the WrestleMania series. <laughs> I mean, I kind of had an inkling about how this was just from what you read and stuff, but actually watching it is really impactful.
2: Yeah, the re- when when they reunite at seven after Savage basically has to retire, and the crowd is crying, and you you will feel choked up when you are watching it. And for so long, Macho Man's meant to be some like a quasi fairy tale character. He's a king. He's a he, he's larger than life, and it, that's meant to be the And they lived happily ever after. And they didn't, and how they how it ended was incredibly sad, and yeah. When I say you cry when they reunite, I'm still not sure if I'm crying because the emotion of those who reunite, or what I know happens next.
1: Ben, you went for Andre always, even at three. Um, what about one where he was kind of moving around relatively reasonably, or is it is it just the kind of freak show element of that character which which made you
3: sad? I feel sad watching Andre all the time because I've seen the documentary I've seen him in the late 70s and early 80s when he's not wearing a singlet and he's big and he can move and he's laughing and he just looks creaking in all of these and it's very sad to you know it's so sad that Vince McMahon cries uh, what happened to Andre um, yeah he's in he's in terrible shape um, at the start at the start of the Wrestlemania era pretty much and That match when he's with Haku and he can barely stand up, and then he comes out in the following WrestleMania on crutches. Yeah, it's it's sad seeing Andre.
1: Um, That was sad and deep and um, meaningful and stuff. Best and worst ring attire is the next category. Um, uh, Carrie, do you want to go first?
5: Uh, Best Rick Rude, just Rick Rude. I love Rick Rude.
1: With the honourable mention.
5: Oh, honourable mention. Well. uh, Anton is going to flag this up as, uh, as his pick, but Charlotte Flair's peacock robe would totally wear it every day were I given the opportunity. Oh,
4: that's At, stunning. Imagine that as a bathrobe. Imagine, like, just pop into the loo in that. You, you just feel like a million dollars even when you're doing the you worst thing you can do from your own body. You have
5: a feather robe, well, uh, robe to go to the bathroom in. there. Yeah.
2: You
4: know, yeah, might, well, hang on, why, why would you not, if you had a peacock robe, why would you not wear it all the time, even around the house? Because oh. you wouldn't want it to get wet. No, if you, you were
0: in, in the bathroom, it would get wet. Bathroom. You'd just shake it out like a. Oh, buddy, no. no,
3: peacocks do shake. they display, yeah, that's yeah. what they do, yeah.
1: but that that's the robe that was made out of uh Rick's robe from his Fine. final wrestlemania as well, yeah, so nice, nice, um your your worst carry was giant Gonzalez, who we spoke about uh, <laughs> anton's yours was uh the artist. Also known as Rikishi, yeah, the Sultan at WrestleMania 13. Oh, with his chest issues, <laughs> exactly with
4: his stupid <laughs> shoes and the fact that he was—I mean, he was well disguised because Carl didn't re- recognise him, did he? So,
2: did not. I did not.
1: <laughs> Carl, you also went for Giant Gonzalez as the worst.
2: Best you've gone for? Macho Man at Mania Three. This is an outfit I do own, and where the three stars on the pant. I—I I know I've I flip flop on Macho Man all the time, and I really struggle with him as the. Uh, Performer and him as the man.
4: When do you wear it? Oh, just, just a pair of pants. I oh, so of, you just wear a pair of pants? I have, pair You're of, not like I, walk around in full sort of Randy Savage, you know, sort
1: of
2: tassels and. I mean, at home, but when I'm when I'm out. I'm um, wearing Macho Man. Pants.
1: You don't go on a date that you're hoping will end in, in first-time copulation wearing pants that say Randy Savage
2: on them, presumably? No, it's just three stars. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just a... Yeah, is that the rating you hoped for? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, three stars is not a good rating, is it? No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Was it just a lucky purchase that you saw a pair of pants with three stars on them, or are they actual Macho Man?
2: Uh, so CM Punk once dressed up as... Yeah,
3: the Chicago... Yes. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: I went off and purchased the pair. Have
3: seen Carrie's T-shirt, by the way? I have indeed. Yeah, best in the world.
2: Uh, ben, uh, you went
1: for Warrior again at seven. Uh, the worst, Adrian Adonis. You, you weren't a fan of the uh, ironically monikered and gimmicked one.
3: He's hideous and he sums up everything about sort of late 80s fat people who are wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a man who should not be wearing his underpants on display. Are no. you? Went, and, and also an honourable mention for Jeff Jarrett. Carrie, how do
1: you spell that? <laughs>
5: I still haven't learnt that. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's
1: a shame. Um, I went for the best being Bobby Heenan in his attack dog suit just because I thought that was just such a great attention to detail. And the worst, just demolition. Just anything they've ever appeared in, just demolition. Uh, what did you call the manton? Sex club gone wrong people or something? Oh, uh, Probably. That sounds like me, doesn't it? <laughs> bit, bit, there's a bit more finesse to it than that. Uh, best promo is the next category. Uh, there is a lot of love here from Carrie, from Carl and from myself. And from Anton as well, for Jake at WrestleMania six, uh, We talked through that one extensively, available in the archives. Go check our episode out for that if you haven't listened to it. Anton, you also liked the Rocks presidential one at WrestleMania fourteen with those homeless pieces of trash keeping off the Rocks freshly mowed grass. Even
4: thinking about it makes me smile. <laughs> it's wonderful.
1: I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's wonderful. Nine times out of ten, he'd be a hung jury. Um Ben,
3: <laughs> ben, you picked two Two. I was going to say two good ones but that's not, that's not accurate These made me laugh more than anything else it's, it's, uh, it's Warrior at six basically talking gibberish and snarling kind of the entire Ultimate Warrior thing um, and then it's, uh, it's Cena opening WrestleMania talking about his sexually transmitted disease and his leaking penis Oh yes, of <laughs> yes.
0: course
4: no, well, no, no one mentioning Hogan? No? No Hogan. No memorable Hogan promo. Donald Trump
2: Trump backstroke is...
4: Oh, I'm surprised you didn't know your your baby did a Trump.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vince looking into the stroller. She just took a Trump. Um, I didn't want to give Donald Trump much more airtime, but hey, that's the world we live in. Uh, Best spot. Uh, Lots of different interpretations of this. Ben.
3: What did I go for?
1: You went for the Flaming Table, Edge v Foley. Um, there's
3: a lot of Edge stuff here, basically. Um, I, want, I wanted to put Edge as my GOAT. I really want Edge to be ranked way up there, but I realise it's it's a bit too short and sweet. Um, but I'm, I'm very thankful that he didn't go on and he's not still wrestling anymore and he's not wrestling as a 50-year-old father of two, three, who knows. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of this match with Foley. It's brutally violent. And there is an enormous spectacle of seeing Lita going to town, setting the table on fire. Him spearing an aging Foley onto that, and then he shakes afterwards. I remember Carl, you you talked about his theatre background when we covered that in the archive. Uh, yeah, that that's a match I can return. Uh, I can return to again and again. And um, I wanted to put Edge in there somewhere.
1: Nice, um, Anton, Carl, and Carrie. You all went for Edge spearing Jeff. Uh, off the ladder when Jeff's dangling onto the thingy that holds the belts at TLC2. That's that's
2: an incredible visual. It's the special attention Edge does to pop up immediately, as if his body hasn't quite understood what's going to happen. He hits a spear, lands, pops up, goes, oh, no, that's ridiculous, and we fall over. Edge has maybe the best mastery of cameras at WrestleMania, of I know if I stand this way, that will definitely be a shot for future. I went for... um The classic
1: putting down of old yeller. I'm sorry. I love you from HBK, um, which is nice. Could have been a contender award. I went for Mr. Perfect for reasons that I've uh, already kind of touched on. Ben, an interesting one from you here. Somebody who will hopefully still have a couple more WrestleManias in him, but you picked AJ Styles.
3: Yeah, no matter how many he has left in him, it won't be enough. He's uh, even against Jericho, even against uh, Shane... And Nakamura, you know, he's had three decent matches, but nowhere near the sort of six-star things that, that AJ Styles can do. And he's 41. He's older than me. He's older than you. He's older than everyone here. His body is going to break down soon, and it would have been nice to have seen him 10 years ago. Who
1: would you put him in at Mania 35, Brian?
3: CM Punk. Oh, yeah.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> went there. Carrie, um, you've gone for sadness as Owen Hart.
5: Yeah, yeah, I I know I've talked about the hearts a lot during the course of this season and, yeah, obviously Owen does have some WrestleMania moments but he should have had so many more, so, yeah.
1: Carl, you went for Eddie Guerrero
2: for, for much the same reasons. WrestleMania 23 would have been Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels. Imagine that. Would have been pretty good. Ricky Steamboat,
1: interesting selection from you, Axel. I just think he's got one good match that we talk about,
4: and that's it. Obviously, maybe WrestleMania's come around a little bit late for him, but we saw him at 25 against Jericho, and it was, inc- it was incredible. He was so good, he got booked for Raw the next the next night, and you know, you're telling me he he was he was phenomenal. Lose the the city sort of gimmick of the where you're actually from, and just go and be this exalted, wonderful wrestling presence that you actually were. And you know, we saw how many times did we see Tito Santana, who was kind of prototypal AJ Styles, effectively uh, in many
2: WrestleManias. We should have seen Steamboat a hell of a lot more. Go and watch his feud with Ric Flair. It is the best one versus one wrestler series of matches and it's only been better this year with Kenny Omega's work with Okada.
3: In terms of a really ridiculous name though, Ricky Steamboat is kind of up there with Brutus Beefcake. Oh, it is <laughs> ridiculous. But his real name is of course Dick Blood as well, which is which is which is a good <laughs> wrestling name and also a good finishing maneuver. <laughs> uh
1: the next category is an interesting one which will cause some uh, debate I'm sure, the best match. Ben, you've um you've comfort punk versus taker uh horrible sort of use of the recently dead paul bearer in the build up and the and all that but a terrific match
3: yeah I, i'm kind of the all the shenanigans and the storyline behind it i thought intensified the feud i think as a one-on-one match this really is you know punk punk didn't do much in terms of mania and he's bitter for it um, and he's bitter about most things but this was fantastic and he was really badly injured i think going into it and certainly he he fucks up his knee or his elbow doing that table spot at the end um i've also gone for so that's my that's my singles match, but I've also gone for t l c two for sort of car crash multi man match because it's it's timeless
1: um so anton Carl, and myself all went for. Hurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. Anton, you gave some deference to TLC 2 as well. I said um, emotionally the Triple Threat main event at 30, but technically Michaels versus Angle that is just like I, technically the best wrestling match I've ever seen. I went back and watched it last night, and oh, I just love it so much. It's just
4: wonderful. It's just, you don't really just watch it like that is the game not good in an audio format that we're in right now, but just go and watch that match. It's just superb.
3: I think as well, um, a lot of love we should show for Kurt versus Brock as well, because the circumstances going into the match and during the match um, the Mania at Wrestlemania that documentary just showing Kurt Angle is shaking and collapses afterwards Brock's concussed out of Everything out of his mind, um, but they still get through a match, and it's it's a it's a really it's a testament to the to the industry.
1: That's why Kurt's the goat. Carrie, you went for one that we've seen recently.
5: Yes, yeah, Savage Steamboat. Um, just harking back to what Anton was just saying about uh, Ricky Steamboat. I love the fact this is kind of like a, a little treat in the in the in the midst of a lot of mediocrity of the early WrestleManias, and it's just something that really stands out. And yeah, I love it.
1: Right, right, let's whip through a couple of categories here. Um, no need for an explanation, just tell us your answer. Worst main event I've gone for, Hogan versus King Kong Bundy at Mania 2. <laughs> uh, just looking across. Everybody else has gone for the same one. <laughs> it's Sid versus Taker. Which one was that, 13? 13.
2: 13.
1: Yeah, that was rubbish, wasn't it? Uh, best Mania overall... We we all went for seventeen, apart from the doctor. Obviously, seventeen. Go back, list to our, our recap of that, but widely regarded as the as the best. Doc, you didn't want to be obvious, so you went for thirty.
5: Yeah, I, I would have said seventeen, but yeah, it seems like the, the the obvious answer. But so yeah, I went with thirty just because I like the build up, and also I like that the whole event itself actually had a narrative art that made sense from the start through to the end which happens so rarely with wwe pay-per-views uh,
1: and as for the worst i went for four one of those trump plaza with the title tournament all the way through it oh. suckathon uh ben you couldn't separate two and eleven two two hmm don't know
3: i'm 11. surprised that i'm uh, basically watching two again i'm surprised they made it to three <laughs> it's that bad <laughs> and
1: 11 was the lt taylor bam bam main event wasn't yeah, it? yeah it
3: was a poor time yeah. for wrestling
1: yeah. yeah carrie you went for two as well two
5: which i quite quite like the idea of it but the execution of it was not good
1: yeah that's the um, three different venues um carl also went for 11 which was yeah that was the one that was
2: riddled with all the production gaffes as well wasn't production it? gaffes uh it's it's proper. Oh my God, Hogan's gone. We've got no ideas, and it it's it's bad and boring. Unlike other bad WrestleManias, like nine, which is bad and visually interesting. Um, we all
1: just wrote a number, except for the Axeman, who uh, really had an axe to grind with a particular one. He wrote in the spreadsheet, "I hated WM six. <laughs> I really <laughs> did.
4: I mean, it's obviously the main event, Hulk and Warrior. You don't need to say any more. It's Earthquake versus Hercules." I mean, come on. And Mr Perfect loses to Beefcake. What more do, you,
1: what more do I need to say?
2: Yeah, it's a Poor edge. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Canada,
1: uh, Canada deserved better. Yeah, that was the one in um, Skydome, wasn't it? Toronto. Best, worst heart. Again, we'll, we'll just go for a word on this. Uh, have we all done the same? Brett and Bruce. I have. Ben has. Carrie has. What? Anton's done. Rick Rude worst. Vince McMahon mid-shavers. Kurt Angle oh, coming to the, the ring for his match at, at twenty-three. Interesting. Uh, oh, Carl's gone for Owen as the best heart. Uh, why? 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 Uh,
2: the camera shot of him at the end of oh, WrestleMania yeah. ten, just staring at Brett. I, I read
4: heart as hair. <laughs> oh
2: buddy <God>,
4: he... <laughs> oh anton that's adorable
1: um i like how we've all gone for bruce and a lot of that is sunglasses related i think <laughs> um best worst mcmahon ben you just picked a best and you went for shane
3: because he's still wrestling okay i mean the saudi arabia show recently was there but then shane comes out wrestled and then he's in survivor series as well and he'll still be there why are you still there, though? Yeah, and I—he's not even—he's uh, registered as a performer. Yep. he's not—he's not a corporate yep. person at all. That's just—that's
1: wrong. Um, Carrie, no such thing as a best McMahon.
5: No, they're all terrible. All terrible, bad people.
1: Wow, um, Anton, <laughs> best Vince, worst Vince. I like that. I mean, yeah, I and mean, that's fair, isn't it? Carl, you get, you get
4: great lines like the Trump line we said before, and yeah. then you get his commentary
1: yeah so true um carl thought the same as me best vince i've said like it or not he's the reason that we're all here Worst linda where personality goes to die um she's just she's just awful um this is one that i really like this uh category best entrance slash entrance music so you know take your pick out of those two here rusev in a tank you liked uh ben
3: I mean, it's Rusev in a fucking tank. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's not to like? Uh, Anton's gone for Rusev in a fucking tank as well. Um, Carrie's left this blank.
5: I was trying to pick one. There were so many that I liked. And I was thinking about uh, Triple H's one where he's got his handmaidens that are Charlotte Flair and Sasha and Alexa Bliss. I like that. And obviously, you know, Rusev in a fucking tank. And (laughs) there are some really, really good mania entrances after kind of the first... For when they're riding around in golf buggies,
2: you went for a trip's one, Seeing this as is your goat, Carl Triple H in at WrestleMania 31 with the Terminator Genesis one for the sheer gleeful stupidity of it. It it is my oh, you know wrestling's fake, right? I just get a photo of Triple H going, oh really? You mean to tell me this is fake? <laughs> of course it's fake. It's brilliant. Um, I don't think anyone's going to agree with mine at
1: all, but mine by a long way is Sasha at WrestleMania 32 um, with Snoop Dogg because I really like the song, really, really like it. I've always really liked Snoop Dogg. Um, there's the kind of family reunification thing of um, Snoop is her uncle. Yep. And uh, they, the father kind of left Sasha to it. Uh, and so there's a kind of family reunification thing there which is quite sweet and also because she's a massive wrestling fan and she got this great big elaborate entrance and I just thought that was really cool she's and, wearing Eddie Guerrero inspired outfit at the time yeah, as well yeah um, I really like that it's great best worst live musical performance I just said that there isn't a best one there, there are a couple that aren't as bad as the rest of them and the worst obviously iced tea as we've spoken about um, <laughs> Ben <laughs> Said, uh, yeah,
3: I put Lemmy he- twice.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you write a song,
3: that should help you remember the words to it. I think I think Triple H t- tries really hard to rescue it by giving him the, the big point and, and a bit of headbanging. But, yeah, poor old Lemmy. He died. Carrie, Rockin' Robin, I can't remember this.
5: She 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 was she was the women's champion and she sang the oh uh, god yeah <laughs> 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 have you booked it out oh, this no. is the worst performance I have seen <laughs> in the history of music <laughs> and yeah it was terrible. <laughs>
1: Uh, Anton Brodus Clay and the Bridge Club Ooh. oh was that with all these fat mummers dancing yeah. around <laughs> yeah that was bad wasn't it <laughs> but you like Run DMC's Wrestlemania well, it rap was, it, I didn't say it. like's a strong word <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carl uh, quite rightly has brought our attention again to Honka 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 Burning Love as the worst but the best you like Living Colour uh, playing Punk to the ring
2: yes at Wrestlemania 29 Wrestlemania 29 <laughs> the true main event is CM Punk versus The Undertaker uh, and I know Punk says he didn't, main event. That was his main event. And he got he got the entrance. He gets the amazing musical rendition. He comes back in and Triple H gone. went, that should have been the main event. And apparently Punk went,
1: yeah, I know. He said, you better make sure that my paycheck
3: reflects that. They're a bit out of time, though.
2: He really screws up the intro to the music there. A little bit. I also just enjoyed all of wrestling, to also realising Liverpool Colour are black. <laughs> just going, what? He's like, yeah, black people can play guitar too. Hands up, that was me. The Starfucker
1: Award for Most Peculiar Celeb Involvement. Uh, it's a full house here. Morton Downey Jr. If you'd never heard of him before, uh, you wish you never had have Carrie. He just smoked a load of fags and annoyed Roddy Piper for a while.
5: For a very long while. <laughs> for approximately half of that WrestleMania. That was terrible and inexplicable.
1: Yeah. Uh, we we haven't all gone for The Smoking Man, a.k.a. Morton Downey Jr. Uh, ben, you went for Liberace.
5: I
3: went for Liberace because, as we all know, there is nothing gay about wrestling and there's nothing gay about Liberace.
1: The next category, most roided physique. Um, yeah, I'm just going to read these through. We don't need to talk about it. I went Rick Martell at Mania 4. Ben went Warlord v Bulldog. Carrie went Always Warrior. Anton said Warrior whenever you like, and Carl said Eddie Guerrero at Mania 20. The next category is the Hulk Hogan Award for doing the
3: favours. Um, ben, you've gone for Vince. Vince always loses at WrestleMania, and he generally bleeds as well, so uh, he's he's fairly generous at putting over talent.
1: Bloody hell. Anton... I can't believe how obsessed you are with Brutus the Barber <laughs> <the> beefcake. <laughs> just you, you just felt you had to put that in just so we could talk about it again. Why,
4: why did they bother giving him a gimmick? I just he's awful, and then all of a sudden because he's mates with Hulk, he gets a new gimmick and gets a spot during else, someone after someone else's match, big match
1: at WrestleMania three as well. So I'm still angry about it in protest at this on the spreadsheet which um, Carl did the donkey work for, but Ben was the brains behind. Uh, Carrie and Carl have left it blank.
2: Triple H has the record for the most losses at WrestleMania, followed by Shawn Michaels. And that's all I will say about that. Carrie, just didn't fancy answering it.
5: Yeah, I was... Again, I was probably thinking too much about it, who would deserve it, and then I got confused and distracted by Anton talking about Brutus Beefcake again. (laughs) (laughs) So so I left it blank.
1: All right, I've gone for Shawn. Ben, you alluded to this earlier, at 14, um, doing the J-O-B with a broken back. Uh, Next... Biggest botch now then. I mean, we could have done a spin-off show just on this, quite frankly. Ben, um, you picked a, an absolute doozy.
3: Yeah, Papa Shango missing his cue in the worst main event, the worst botch. Ultimate Warrior coming back and people not thinking it's the Ultimate Warrior because he stopped taking drugs and he's got grey hair. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, poor old Papa Shango, and he's still in the hall of fame, but not as Papa Shango. Carrie, um, I wanted to um, wait until you were taking a sip of that drink just so
1: you could comedy splat it all over the desk, but this equipment's very expensive. The existence of Matt Striker. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I needed to get him in somewhere. God, he's pointless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Carl, what's fear? Fear, which is what you've written in
2: capitals. <laughs> That's injustice. <it>, just <laughs> me, Eleven. You're Matt Striker. Just, just talking. Just trying to cut a promo for getting his life just going, Fear! Fear! <laughs> Sid Justice is, his entire existence is a botch.
1: Um, and Tom? That's
4: Lesnar almost killing himself at 19. That's, that is, you know, that shooting star press gone wrong is, the could stuff have been life changing. Stuff and nightmares.
2: Taz says, he breaks kayfabe on comms and went, how is Lesnar not dead right now? Yeah.
1: Uh, I went for Hogan's blundered promo at 30 when he thought he was in the Silver Dome instead of the Super Dome and Austin and Rock just tore him to shreds because um, I don't really like Terry and that was funny. The next category is what we've learned about ourselves and each other. Ben, do you want to read yours out? Have you got the spreadsheet to Yes, I
3: do. I've written, Matt, there is such a thing as too much wrestling. Um, I've gone on to say... This is what I've learned about you guys, the Parts Unknown universe, uh, or the Parts Unknown participants, I should say, um, that Karl Anker doesn't know what a, a pun is, particularly when it comes to Paul Bearer and death. That was hilarious. Also, <laughs> Anton has a far filthier mind than is safe for a broadcaster on Sky Sports News, <laughs> and that Carrie sort of lived out my dream by continuing um, to actually do academic studies into ridiculousness like wrestling and 80s action movies. And Matt, you took far too long to, to decide what Twitter handle you'd go for. It wasn't that difficult in the end, <laughs> seeing what you came up with. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, I mean, midway through the run, I changed my name, so I'd argue that that's possibly some justification for that. Um, Carrie, would you like to read yours from the spreadsheet?
5: Yes. Uh, Carl knows a ridiculous amount of stuff about wrestling before he was born. Yes. Even if he doesn't understand puns. I think we've all gone along the teasing (laughs) Carl about not understanding puns here. Anton uses similes that would occur to literally nobody else on the planet. Yeah. John Ashdown is relaxed and calm. Mm -hmm. And I swear too much.
1: Fuck yeah. Um, Anton,
4: what did you put? I Carrie is always right. Carl is the most eloquent man I know. Ben's sardonic like interlude to make the podcast better. And Matt has similar opinions to me, but his mind doesn't go to places that mine does. Actually no one in this room goes to places that my mind does, which both elates and concerns me. So perhaps I'll never be as calm and relaxed as the Ash Cloud.
5: <laughs>
2: Carl, what did you write? Uh John Cena really does suck. Thank you all for teaching me that. Uh, WrestleMania itself is is largely an invention based upon a myth. Um, Bret Hart truly is one of the greatest of all time. Uh, apparently, I want to, really want to fight my brother. <laughs> yeah, we've all learned that, haven't we? Um, Carrie is always right. And uh, did you know Paul Bear is a pun?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went for, in wrestling, as in life, there's a lot of shit you have to deal with that you'd rather not. But when some brightness shines through the fog of crap, it's beautiful. Anton has a filthy mind. Carrie knows the score on pretty much everything. And Carl is as green as he is grizzled. Preconceptions that were proved right or wrong. I said Roddy Piper was a decent guy, was mine. Um, ben, you went for kind of something similar in terms of disappointment
3: yeah hulk hogan not being the selfless all-american hero of our childhoods which i think we all knew but it it's really clear it's really clear when you watch him now and uh, hulk hogan what
4: was, the, what was in those vitamins hulk what was in them <laughs> anton were you there you were um piper as well weren't you yeah i thought piper should be an all-time great going into this and then obviously that's just that shattered uh and right sure michaels really is one of the greatest of all time
1: uh, Carrie also Piper related
5: yeah uh, going backwards ruined Piper for me in similar similar fashion for Anton um, I always thought Hogan was shite so I was glad to have that proved
1: uh, Carl you say about the Undertaker Street we mentioned that but also some words on Shawn Michaels and Papa Paul Shawn Michaels he
2: is Mr Wrestlemania he does have that great body of work I I owe you all an apology I said Wrestlemania 10 wasn't one of the best Wrestlemania's all time yeah it is it is a top five sorry I don't know what I was thinking there. And and Triple H, he is my, you know, my sneaky goat. He makes the things you care about matter, if only because he hogged the limelight for so long that just someone else nudging in the corner.
4: I love the idea of Carl's
2: kid's
1: book, The Sneaky Goat, little picture of Triple H. (laughs) There's a couple of categories which didn't quite make the final cut, but I want to give a mention to. Um, Best hype vid um, I went for the Daniel Bryan Monster one at WrestleMania 30. Um, Imagine Dragons, the the track, really like that. Um, Anton, you went for the Miz WrestleMania 27 one, which was great, where they did all that real world footage and and bled it in. Um, I think we kind of all learned from like the first five WrestleManias to we kind of take it for granted for the last ten how good they are at doing this kind of stuff nowadays. That's fantastic.
2: Also, special mention to WrestleMania 17, Rock versus Austin, that with Limb Biscuit. Uh, Who'd have thought? limb biscuit created a great moment in media.
1: The old, uh, the old soggy wafer um, <laughs> moment you 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 love, but you shouldn't. Only me and Anton filled this in. You went for the Mickey James lick cut from the network at WrestleMania 22, but you're a big fan of that. It was the right time in my life. Um, <laughs> and i went for one that we touched on earlier when raven got legit run over by the golf car mania 17 um like oh they're supposed to be pretending to fight don't run him over uh, okay we've only got two more to go here and i really like this category did you come up with this one as well ben well kudos um you can go first then main event for wrestlemania 36 and
3: wrestlemania 40 yes so to be clear at time of recording Uh, or if you're listening in the future. 2020. Yeah, 2020. Uh, So I've gone for that one, Ronda and The Rock versus Becky and Conor McGregor. And then for WrestleMania 40, I mean, it's got to be Undertaker versus Vince McMahon.
1: (laughs) Uh, Carrie? Uh,
5: For 36, uh, I went for Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Oscar in a triple threat, because I think that will give Oscar time to actually get back to main event level. So you
1: think that's going to take till 2020? Yes. Wow. Because
5: I think we're going to be caught up with this whole Becky, broken face, Nia Jax thing for far too long, uh, before 35. And for 40, uh, oh, this is not serious, obviously, but um, <laughs> the Hogan's, uh, Hulk and Brooke against the Flares, Charlotte and Rick. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Carl? I I know it, it would lo- I'd love to, to, to put a women's wrestling match on, but I... Now I've seen every single WrestleMania and I've stared into the abyss that is Vince McMahon's broken mind. It's probably going to be Batista versus Brock Lesnar, two massive guys with crossover appeal, welling at each other for fifteen minutes at thirty-six and at forty. I think it's going to be Champa Gargano, five or six, because that, you know, by that time, that will be one of the longest-running, most heated feuds in WWE history.
1: No chance. Um, (laughs) and Tom what did you go for I went a similar
4: route actually to Ben for 36 So I went Becky Lynch and Conor McGregor versus John Cena and Ronda Rousey because I expect Rock to be busy in Hollywood and Cena not to be Uh, WrestleMania 40 (laughs) uh, I've gone uh, The Rock versus Roman Reigns wow let's hope hope so emotional comeback family, family on family I think I, I genuinely think that would be really special. Mm,
1: it would. Um, I went WrestleMania 40. I went. I went down the same route of uh, wishful thinking that Carl did, saying Pete Dunvey, Alistair Black, um, obviously not going to happen. And um, at 36, given that Vince believes that time heals all wounds, it will be the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia versus Hulk Hogan.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, the final category, the granddaddy of them all, the most WrestleMania moment. Um, interest in yours Ben because I think it, I don't know if it's Wrestlemania to me or just your favourite moment at Wrestlemania which I rather suspect this is
3: this was a big moment it's a great match it's at Wrestlemania and an otherwise stinker of a Wrestlemania but it signifies so much more that's to come and you know we'll we'll set up future manias future characters um, it's the double turn at 13 Brett and Stone Cold it's just it's just perfection
1: Carrie?
5: Um, I went for Hogan and Andre and again, I thought too much about this category and I am not a Hogan fan as we've established. But when I think of WrestleMania, I have an image of Hogan and Andre. So I went with that.
1: Anton, you went for the
4: same match, but not the actual match. No, I went for the down because it, it was before you saw two limited men so it wasn't before you saw the sadness of Andre, before you saw the, the limited ability of Hulk. So you just saw and the crowd were really hyped for what they were with anticipation behind the huge main event, behind the biggest show that there had been at that time. So I, for me, it's the stare down before the match. Um, I think it's interesting about Ben's point, watching a WWE count in their top 30 WrestleMania many moments. And Andre Hogan was two,
1: Ben's was one. Wow. Well, I went for the same as you guys. Hogan slamming Andre is the actual moment. Um, Carl, you, you went along a different line, but involving Stone Cold again.
2: It's the Stone Cold turn to shake hands with Vince McMahon at uh, WrestleMania 15 in Texas. So the, the simple idea of you have your hottest star, Hulk Hogan, uh, Hulk, yeah, your biggest star, Stone Cold Steve Austin, in his hometown, and you've got, you've done it. You've created one of the biggest storylines and you've delivered. And Vince McMahon walks along and goes, I'm more important. Shake my hand. <laughs> confusing the crowd. WrestleMania, having watched all these WrestleManias, I now understand the story of WrestleMania is snatching defeat and disappointment from the jewels of victory.
1: <laughs> right, well, that takes us nicely on to, um, to the, the final summing up then. It's kind of hard to do now, Carrie, because it's all a bit of a blur, isn't it? Having watched 34 of these shows. Which is um, an awful lot, but what, what's your what's your takeaway? Are they are they what you remembered? Is the event as as a whole what you expected? Is it is it as important as the company would have you believe?
5: No, I think WrestleMania has become not so much an event as um as a myth, as a load of hype. I think because it's got bigger and the scale has got bigger, and it's always been so dependent on mainstream celebrities well that's obviously how it was created and kind of going back to the the start of that the roots of that was really interesting I think we see how Vince's mind works his obsession with mainstream sport obsession with getting random people from adverts and tv and just to get some of that mainstream rub I guess and trying to get his funny little fake fighting a, a, a bigger audience The twisted mind of Vince McMahon is what WrestleMania is. And as an event, yeah, it hasn't always been that fantastic.
1: He's a complex character, is Vince Carl. But this is um, a massive part, if not the biggest part, of his legacy you know the fact that he gambled the farm on this event and it's paid off 34 years later it's still i still get excited on the morning of wrestlemania it gets bigger and bigger
2: it's a massive part of every wrestling fan's life really yeah this is disneyland this i i booked the day weekend off work so i can I watch wrestlemania wrestlemania every now and again falls upon my birthday so wrestlemania 2 was april 7th my birthday hello um
1: right <laughs> uh, Oh, you were I, actually born on that no, day. No,
2: I was born. I was born ninety-one. Fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was fuck off. Getting rid of. Didn't
3: actually,
2: hear that. What, what I will say, and I, I tweeted this when I finished when I finished watching WrestleMania one, is it is astonishing to me how the most influential person in the history of wrestling is someone that does not particularly care about wrestling. It is astonishing to me how consistent Vince McMahon has been in since 1985 of titles don't matter in-ring prowess doesn't matter your ability to cut a promo doesn't matter can you get the soccer mom or the person who likes NFL football who doesn't have NFL football to switch over and change channel and watch wrestling for a bit and how it worked how this man got to the top of the mountain by not particularly caring for any of wrestling's traditions or hierarchies and just being obsessed with eyeballs, and I am shocked, a bit saddened, and a bit impressed by the madness that is Vince McMahon. Anton, what do you see as the future for WrestleMania?
1: Is it something that that goes on ad nauseum? Does it does it outlive the McMahon's? Is it like the Super Bowl or what have you? It's here to stay. It's making money. It's making money for cities that host
4: it. Weirdly, the the budget cuts you've seen sort of affect the weekly product. Now make WrestleMania feel even bigger. So the pyro and the outdoor events and all that kind of thing—things we used to see every so often at a summerslam or all said pyro and weekly television. It's it all just makes WrestleMania seem bigger and this huge event. And the, the fact the next one's in New York is fascinating because that's where the US sort of East Coast media market is. So even though we just get bombarded, certainly the states gets bombarded during WrestleMania. If that is going to be just amplified even more for thirty-five. It's it's here to stay and. Yeah, it's, it's, look, it's not always great,
1: but it's always a spectacle. And I will always enjoy watching it, even if I feel dirty afterwards. Ben, you, you, you don't watch the current product particularly, although you do keep up with it via the many podcasts that there are and read, read the news and what have you. We always make time to watch WrestleMania, do you think? And is it something that you're keen. To get your kids who are, what,
3: well, just, are both just under ten. To, to clarify on that, I, I watch the pay per views. I don't watch week to week. I'll always get excited about WrestleMania and always be largely disappointed by it um, afterwards. But I think what will be fascinating will be the first post Vince WrestleMania. You, I love I love the behind the scenes docs that that uh, WWE do. There's a good one at the moment with uh, I think it's the Dean. No, it's the AJ Styles one. The AJ Styles three six five. Um, where he goes to see Vince on WrestleMania day and Vince is walking around in his suit with his headset. It's a good day. It's WrestleMania day. And, you know, it means a lot to him. And he's there on the headset during the whole thing. And everyone come, comes back and shakes his hand and everyone's very thankful for Vince because this is his baby. So it'll outlive him. It'll be interesting to see what it's like once uh, once Vince is no longer involved.
1: And your kids are kind of just sort of getting into it. It's not just a kind of old duffers like us who are going to be looking back on it. It will continue as a, as a form of entertainment involving sports.
3: Sports entertainment, baby. <laughs> yes, it's not wrestling, it's the entertainment business.
1: Okay, well, we're off for a bit now. Will we return? That depends on the bookers at Muddy Knees Media. We've got some ideas for what we can do next, but first we need to make sure those brass rings offered by the shady power brokers in this territory are not imaginary. Until then, Carrie, where can people keep up with you on Twitter?
5: At Carrie Sparkle.
1: And Carl? And Command 616. And Anton? At Sky Anton. We are at the PU Podcast... I am at Matt Davis Adams. He is at Green Ben Green. Uh, Keep an eye on our social channels for word on what comes next. Also, gorge yourself silly on our back catalogues. The episode's pretty much timeless, so if you missed any or you know someone who might enjoy them, let them know. Until next time, thanks for your support and your ears. I've been Matt Davis. I'm sorry. I love you.
3: The Parts Unknown Wrestling Podcast is a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, please email sales at muddykneesmedia.com.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?